0: Warwick, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm always good when I hear the way you say g'day. <laughs> g'day, Warwick. It's like you're always so happy to see I me. Mean, well, you don't see me. I don't Actually, see you anymore. Happy. You're happy because you don't see me. <laughs> no, I much prefer looking at your face. It was weird uh, moving down here because of that.
0: Well, it was a big thing for me for a long time, wasn't it? I really struggled with the concept of the way you and I could dip in and out of a conversation because we can't. We don't edit. And if we don't quite get it right, sometimes it looks and feels a bit messy. But uh, we seem to have fallen into a rhythm. Okay.
1: Fancy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was uh, one of the things we considered uh, with my uh, emigration to Tasmania.
0: That's <laughs> so a really big way to put moving to states.
1: Well, it's funny because my eight-and-a-half-year-old daughter actually refers to, she says that Tasmania is the best country to live in. Oh, that's cute. And she refers back to when she used to live in Australia on the mainland. (laughs) It's really cute. (laughs) And you know what? It kind of feels like that down here. Yeah, Uh, I can imagine it must. Sometimes it's like living in another country, even though we have all the same stuff. We still have Bunnings.
0: Yeah, but that's like going to New Zealand. They still have a lot of the same stuff. Might be, you know, it's countdown instead of Woolworths, but it's the same logo. It all looks the same. Mm. But you're very much in a different country.
1: I think it's it's even a little more weird because everything is so similar and yet it is actually quite different. So Mm. there's that interesting paradox.
0: Very interesting.
1: Now speaking of paradoxes, Coxie. (laughs) I was wondering how
0: you're gonna do this. (laughs) Chuck Norris
1: uh, today's real tradie story is from a tradie. We we have a chat to a painter, mm. uh, but the paradox there is that this painter actually is, well, partly university educated. Yes. Uh, was a, a fairly high level, although he's a bit cagey about it, a fairly high level freestyle BMX competitor. Yes. Um, and, um, and he's not really a painter so much as a painting business owner.
0: There's a real distinction, isn't there? And we do talk about that today.
1: So I I liked some of those, um, interesting challenges to accepted norms. I was going to use the word paradigm, but I thought that was a bit too wanky. So, (laughs) but now I've used it anyway, so... Not only did I confuse everybody, but I also sounded like a wanker.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's only (laughs) Tuesday.
1: (laughs) See, this is why I had to move to another country. But uh, yeah, uh, I've been wanting to get Mr. Mitch Kelly on the podcast for some time now because he's been part of our community for a number of years. He has. Here at Tradies in Business um and he's gone through a bit of a journey and um you and I both know his story pretty well Mm -hmm. he's he's uh he's probably one of our top fans I would have to say there you go he's going to get a big head now (laughs) (laughs) but he's very involved in our community he's um he likes to help uh I see some of his comments uh in response to people's questions in our community in both the free group and the paid groups that he's part of and Often he does our job for us because his responses are very articulate and intelligent. I think, oh, well, I don't need to add anything to that. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, he's very generous with his knowledge, actually. He, he does not oh. mind sharing what he knows at all, which is fantastic. And one of my most favorite parts of our communities is that, that people are so generous with their knowledge. We do talk about that today too, don't we?
1: Hmm, yeah, we, um, we covered some good ground today, including how to backflip a BMX bike.
0: So. Do you remember the movie, BMX Bandits, from when we were kids?
1: Oh, my gosh. With Kylie Minogue was in that, wasn't she?
0: No, no, it was Nicole Kidman.
1: Oh, yeah, let's see, the wrong Aussie annoying chick. Oh, now okay. stop. <laughs> Don't break my heart. Uh, um, I loved
0: that movie. I was obsessed with it. And I then spent the f- next 12 months driving around with... um. We made a jump out the back of the house and we had cards on our tyres so that our... You know, the, the good freestyle oh bikes my gosh, you have did the, the special the change. Motorbike sound. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all on my little girl's push bike, but you know, I had big dreams after that. So Mitch might have just <laughs> moved up a whole bunch in my um, admiration levels for him after finding out that he can ah, backflip with BMX.
1: Oh, yeah. It's pretty and, impressive. And the process to actually sticking that might surprise you. Yes. There you go. I'll leave, I'll leave a bit of intrigue there. <laughs> Anyway, it was a good chat. Um, love these real tradie stories. Always good to hear from an actual tradesperson uh, or someone who is running a trade business. And um, and this is a great one because Mitch, as I said, has been part of our community for a while. So it was really good to get some, I guess, insights from him on um, you know where he's got inspiration and learning from, and some of the the things that he wish he knew when he started out. So um, yeah, really good chat today.
0: It is. Enjoy.
1: Alrighty. So we have another real tradie, although he is a painter, so I don't know
2: if we can call him a real tradie. Oh,
0: we're going out like that <laughs> already. <righty>. Harsh.
1: <laughs>
2: How long did you think for that one was? Uh, that just came to me naturally, mate. I, I just had this yeah, talent yeah,
1: yeah. of making people feel awful on our podcast.
2: Yeah, well, it's not working, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Mr.
1: Mitch Kelly from Sterling Coding, welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast, mate.
0: Thank you
2: very much. Good to have
0: you here, Mitch. Good to be
1: here. uh, Mitch, you are in the chair as a real tradie story today. Um, We like doing these episodes and our listeners, apparently our listeners like these episodes too because they get to hear from tradies on the ground doing things and stuff and sharing uh, you know, their stories about how they came to be a tradie, how they're doing in business, some of the lessons they've learned. So um, pretty keen to hear your story today as well, mate, uh, and to give our listeners a bit of context uh, as I enunciate my words properly.
0: What what's going on? We're getting all formal here.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, although I'm wearing a T-shirt, so for those that are listening... It's like a V-neck, watching, isn't it, mate? It is. It is. <laughs> it.
2: I'm going for the
1: uh, chest exposure here, Mitch. Yeah, and, right. And we haven't
0: done any of the pointing yet, Warwick. Oh, what's that Show off your gun. <laughs> there you are. See, it's coming.
1: I don't do that with my left arm because it's really puny. Um, <laughs> haven't you been working out, was? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in ISO, mate. I, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, you can't tell. Gym. Anyway, Mitch... Has a painting business. I won't refer to you as a painter, mate, because you have a painting business, uh, and I think that's a bit of a distinction that we might talk about today. So, uh, mate, is there anything you'd like to say
2: so I don't just talk for the next forty-five <laughs> minutes? What do you want to know, was?
1: <laughs> well, I was just going to to give our listeners some context. You have been working with us here at Tradies in Business for a while, uh, mm. and so we've been um, probably privileged to see some of your growth in the business and as a business owner over the time. So um, I'm pretty keen to, you know, chat about some of that stuff and some of those lessons as well. Cause I think it's hard for a lot of people in trade businesses, especially to remember that a they're not the only ones going through frustration or confusion or whatever it might be, but also um, that they don't hear from, I guess people on the ground who have invested in themselves in their business and how that's worked for them. So I'm not out to make this an infomercial, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I do also want to take the opportunity to just get, I guess, some inside perspective from you, Mitch, on, uh, you know, some of the things you've done in your business and, and how that's worked out for you. So, yeah. Before all that, mate, um, how on earth did you end up? Uh, in a painting business, like who did, did you dream of that when you were a boy? Um, did you no. have posters on your wall of of you know famous painters? Uh, I didn't. That you no. wanted to be like. <laughs> Give us your backstory,
2: <laughs> mate. Well, I um, I guess back in uh, school sort of times, I um loved playing soccer and loved uh, riding BMX. Used to be a freestyle BMX guy and used to do competitions and um. Uh, I used to do some shows, things like that, um, and was always fairly driven there. And what what um, sort and of shows? Day,
1: give, give, us, give us some more dates there.
2: Um, we used to do um, some demos. So we'd go to schools, we'd go to events, um, and it was just a BMX show. So they'd turn up, the, the guys that we were riding for would turn up with a, a half pipe or a, or a box jump, and we would just pedal at that real hard and do some, do some tricks, do some backflips.
0: My kids would have loved you. <laughs> i've yeah. got to make very sure they never meet you because i have one in particular will end up in the backyard doing backflips just because you said you could do them and he <laughs> needs now to learn how to do them yeah. won't even knows who i'm talking about that's yeah. always that's always
2: the question as soon as you're at a skate park
0: can you do a backflip yeah. wow that's full on can you um, do a backflip so
2: Back in the day, I could. I don't think I could now. <laughs> that, that,
0: if, if I were to do a, a small Chuck Norris here, that level of dedication is obviously now paying off in your business. So we'll get to that later. But that would have mm. taken an awful lot of practice, an awful lot of training, an awful lot of work to get to that point.
2: Yeah, I guess. I, I, I think it was just fun. You know, mm. I was just riding with my friends. And I kind of, with anything I was doing, I always was really competitive and I'd just try and be the best. So I don't know if that's a great thing. but I. Um, yeah, that's, I guess it pushed me to always try and do the, the hardest stuff or scarier scariest stuff.
0: That's pretty mm. cool.
1: I'm always uh, fascinated about the headspace um, to get into, to even attempt something like a backflip. Like it's a, it's a pretty mm. risky manoeuvre. Um, did you do yeah. it over a foam pit or anything first or did you just go straight into it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So um, a friend of mine had a foam pit in his backyard um, now, now there's some places that you can go like indoor skate parks that have those, but back then there wasn't any around. Mm. So it was just, you know, wooden ramps and you're jumping into a, a, a pit of foam that had a fence around it basically. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> and then one day we just went down the skate park and put a mattress down and just said, screw it. We're going to try it.
0: Wow, oh, were you gosh. crapping your pants when you were trying it that first time? Yeah,
2: it's pretty scary the first time. Yeah. Um, it's, even, it's still scary when, you know, if you haven't done it for a week or whatever, you're always like, Ugh. but yeah, w- once you get it out of the way, it's good and then you can feel a bit more comfort- comfortable and um, try That's things with thing it. the
1: thing of once you've done it once, then, you know, you can do it and then it's just repeating it. Yeah.
2: But then you've got different situations where you, you're, you're hitting a jump you've never hit before. You don't know how you need a spin mm. or how slow or how fast. So there is always that unknown, and that was that was the awesome part of doing it. Um, yeah, that, that's that that's the best part about it.
0: how uh,
1: I, I'm, we're not going to make the whole episode about backflips, it'd Be kind of <laughs> fun. <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. Um, like, did you did you nail it the first time you tried, or did you? I think the first time I like.
2: Or? Yeah, I think I um, – I can't remember actually. I was like 15, 16 at the time. The concussion so really not killed all those memories off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember to be honest. I think, I think the first time I tried it onto the mattress at the skate park, I I, I didn't land it and I think I got it the second go. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not, uh, I, I used to do a bit of dirt bike riding and some of the guys that I rode with had been previous like motocross racers and you know they'd done a lot of it as young guys and I didn't pick up um, enduro riding until I was in my 30s and self-taught, so hence I have lots of x-rays in the cupboard um, from trips to accident and emergency with busted bones. Um, but I'd watch the stuff these guys were doing and it just, it blows my mind that level of proficiency that you get from doing it at a young age, like like, you know, you Mitch doing it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. It's like you just have this ability to create um learning and, and just to pick things up. Uh and maybe it's a, a lack of, you know, fear mm-hmm. as well. But uh, you know, my mates would go past me on the back wheel at seventy Ks an hour, going through the forest and I'm crapping my pants because you know i feel like i'm hanging it all out and then it's like no and uh i just it just always blew me away um and so i guess you know hearing about you backflipping a bmx onto a freaking mattress at a skate park like <laughs> what what's wrong with you man
2: <laughs> anyway yeah it was so, fun it was fun
1: so uh so you're freestyle bmx superstar doing demos at schools and stuff. Um, and then you woke up one morning and went, Oh my gosh, I want to be a painter.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of. No, I, um, I, um, I was thinking about this yesterday and I, um, I remember when I was in school and you know how you go, um, to like a, a work experience thing when you're in year 10 or whatever to mm-hmm. sort of work out what you want to do. And I went to an architecture firm cause I used to love doing graphics and, um, I, I I had an awesome time at the work experience. And then you sit down with a guidance counselor and the guidance counselor just said, "No, nah, you're not doing it. You, you don't have the grades for it. Um, and I kind of turned around and said, but I haven't been trying. Like I, all, all my grades are in class are great. I just wasn't doing any of the assignments because mm. I didn't care. And um, I said, I've got a goal that I want to achieve now. And I'm going to, that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, and she just said, no basically, and didn't give me, wouldn't allow me to go into the classes that I wanted to go into, to to get to that. Nice. So from then on, I basically just wagged, you know, I, I hardly went to school from then and I was just down the skate park half the time, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that was it. And um, my mum would say to me, like, I couldn't, I couldn't just leave school. She said that I either had to have a job or um, go to uni. So I, um, my mates, one of my mates. Um, started working for a painting company and a couple of my other mates that rode um were painters too so i thought this is great sweet i'll get into this and i'll um i'll keep writing in the meantime so that's that's how i got into the got into painting Hmm.
0: that's a real chuck norris segue isn't it life segue holy moly how dare anybody tell you that you can't reach for a goal
2: yeah that that's you know, I was whatever I was at the time, 15, I think, or six, however old I was. That's and
0: disgusting. And
2: you kind of, you don't have the perspective to turn around and be like, oh, well, you're just, you're too young at the time to have any idea of how the world works. And you mm. just think I've got to be in this class at school, otherwise I can't be an architect, you know. Mm. Mm, um, of course. And so, yeah, you know, that, that just stopped me doing that.
1: That's such a, That's shit a shame. for someone to project their own beliefs and limitations onto yes.
2: you. Yes, yes. I can kind of understand. Like, I can understand their point. They need to be guiding people into the correct things. And I guess they don't want people to um, get in classes that are way too hard for them and discourage them. Um, But at the same time, I guess there's something to be said for drive. Um, And if you're driven enough to do things, I think you can do whatever you want.
0: Guiding doesn't mean telling someone what they can and can't do. Guiding means leading you to your own conclusion, which is... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm blown away actually i'm really upset at that and it's not <coughs> I've heard something like that i find that um and warwick and i've had these conversations before schooling in particular can be very institutionalized and we don't have the ability to explore what works for us and you finally found what you think could have been your passion and somebody's jumped on top of that that's inexcusable yeah but fortunate but to am glad painting,
2: that it didn't happen yeah yeah <laughs> i'm really glad because yeah I, I hate all I, the architects I, out there <laughs> <laughs> well uh, actually saying that it, i probably would have had an architecture business i guess because once i started working um you know i had i was working for uh, one guy um on the gold coast i've been on the gold coast my whole life um and then i moved they they moved their business to mainly brisbane so i I got another job with a different company doing all tier one work. Um, so we were working on high rises and doing all big jobs. So that was an awesome experience as well. So mm. I got to be on the, on, you know, get more experience and exposure to all different levels of work.
1: Mm. So, uh, not allowed to be an architect and you become a painter. Um, yeah. what was the transition into business owner like for you?
2: Um, <laughs> My dad always gave me, um, would always, um, he gave me a book called rich dad, poor dad, or I think rich kid, poor kid was the first one I had. Um, and I read that and I just, ever since then, I've just been crazy for, for business stuff. Like, you know, Four Hour work week, I think I've had the audio read that like 50 times or something, Mm -hmm. probably 10 times. Um, and yeah, I've just been obsessed ever since really. And that led me into, okay, I want to, want to start my own business. Um, I wasn't sure that it was going to be painting. And I decided that I was unsure at the time if just business books was enough. So I actually enrolled in university and I enrolled to do um, business at uni. And the same time that I started that, I started my painting business. Hmm. Um, and after 6 months i stopped the uni because i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a business
1: degree and it sucked <laughs> yeah my major yeah, I was in accounting much out which of it was
2: even worse boring yeah, I, I was yeah i went into it and yeah i think i was doing economics employment relations and know, a couple of other things and i just riveting stuff. i was like what what am i doing yeah i was like 20 <laughs> something at the time and i was i was around a bunch of you know, it's just school leavers. And I'll, I was like, all right, sweet, there's going to be parties every weekend and learning about business. <laughs> and it was none of those. It was none of them. No one, is they, none of them have any money. So they're not partying every weekend. And, um, <laughs> and it wasn't really about business. It was about le- working in a business, mm. um, which I feel like I had the perspective to know. And um, yeah, so that's why I, I stopped on that.
0: Interesting realisation. And it's a
1: perspective too. Sorry, Coxie. Um, right. You say, uh, you know, it wasn't about business. It was about working in a business. And yeah. I, I see this idea floating around, particularly in the trades that, and we get these questions asked in our groups and you probably see them in uh, our various platforms, mate, the trade desk and all that sort of stuff that you are hanging out in these days where yeah. people think that if they go to a cert four in business, that, they're going to learn how to run a business and you know i'm i'm a business graduate and and i've run businesses and i'm you know i used to be a qualified financial planner and all sorts of stuff and the stuff you learn in those programs while it's their key parts of running a business they actually teach you how to run a business you know how to be a business owner, what would you say is the, has been the difference for you mate uh, sitting here now as a business owner versus some of the stuff that you've learned along the way and even some of the books you've read?
2: Yeah, I think, I think exactly what you said there. Is instead in terms of being something. So in terms of um, how you emotionally respond to things um, can be, such a driving factor in how things turn out. Like, I had all, I had a heap of knowledge, you know, I'd, I'd read heaps of books, I'd listened to heaps of podcasts, I'd done business programs. Um, and turning, getting the context around how that all works in the real world is the power that that's, that's what really turned it for me in business. Um, yeah, having, having all the, um, the tactics. Isn't isn't what works. It's it's the underlying strategies. Um so that that, that's what would help me.
0: It's a little bit like learning to play a sport, I suppose. You can read a book that will teach you how to play a sport, but unless you're coached through that process, you're taught through that process, practically on the ground. This is how you catch a ball, this is how you kick the ball, this is how you tackle. You can't actually perform that or you, you could have a crack at performing it, but you're unlikely to do so successfully. Um, yeah. it, it says the same to what you're talking about there. You yeah. know, we all need some assistance to learn how to play a sport, run a business, ride our BMX bike and do backflips into the <laughs> skate bowl. But we need uh, no, it's just help Big cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, Mitch was there like – You're absolutely right. You've read this, you had the knowledge, you went to uni, you understood that that wasn't necessarily practical. How did you turn the knowledge that you have into the practicality of running a business rather than, I guess, applying some of that knowledge without really understanding what direction it's heading in?
2: Um, I guess this is where working one-on-one with Was has really helped. Mm -hmm. um for me as i said it's the it's the context around those things and how they play out in the real world um action just actioning things i feel is really you know exactly what you're talking about you know you can think about turn a backflip as much as you like but as soon as you do it that's when you really know Mm -hmm. um and implementing implementing things um i guess was a, a main thing for me i would overthink a lot and i would i would think things out to the nth degree, you know, um, but actually action, actioning them and mm. doing that on a consistent basis so that we can get an idea and test to measure those actions. Um, that's where, uh, it, it really is it started to turn. It's
1: a fascinating parallel and I'll keep harking back to the BMX thing because it is such a, a, a good, personal example i guess for you mitch and and also you know coxie and i know you reasonably well as a, a fairly long-term member of our community mate um how long have you been listening to the podcast by the way
2: uh, i don't even know it's got to <laughs> be like four four or five years i'd say
1: yeah probably from the early days so i'm sorry about those episodes mate
2: uh- <laughs> yeah yeah it was actually it's been ages Maybe I think I've listened to everyone. I think I've, I think I went back and listened to all of them. So
1: I always get scared when someone gets in touch with us and says, Oh, I've listened to every single episode. And it's like, uh-huh. you mean even the like original ones back at episode like zero zero one. And that when it was called something else, they're like, yeah, yeah, I've listened to them all. I'm like, Oh crap. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but going back to the whole uh, action, you know, implementing things, as you say, you've read a lot of books and Cox, you know, I know that you're a bit of a deep thinker and, and uh, you know, I love some of our conversations that we have with you and like the BMX, if you never actually push off and go down the damn ramp and up the other side and have a crack, you just, you're just not going to get better at backflips. You're never going to land the perfect backflip if you don't have a go. Everybody seems to know that particularly when it comes to sport or Cooking or whatever the heck it is. But then we get into business and and there's this warped idea that if I just go do another program where they teach me a bunch of theory, um, I'll get it all right for when I put it into place. It's like, no, learn the basics, get some frameworks, and then just go do it. And yeah. I obviously believe as a mentor and a coach and a teacher that the best thing to do is get someone experienced standing there when you push off down the ramp so that when you screw it up, they can give you instant feedback and say, yeah, awesome effort. This is where that went wrong for you. Try it this way next time. But in business people seem to go, they read all the books, they do all the programs and then they either don't implement it or they have a go. They've got no one giving them feedback. It doesn't work. And they go, well, that was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. yeah
2: it's the same as like sport you know you can have a coach that is watching the whole game and they're they're physically seeing how you're moving same thing with riding bikes or whatever you can see how someone's moving but they can't normally tell because they're in the moment so same thing with business you know you you might think that you're going fine and everything's working or you're pulling your hair out going I don't know why this isn't working Mm -hmm. Um, and having someone outside looking in um, can just have that different perspective and especially when they, they have so much um, business experience behind them and coaching experience.
0: I want to talk about the lack of action because it's something we see all the time and we <laughs> probably were even complaining about this earlier today in that we have, uh, as you know, the trade desk is free for the first month. We, we invite people to come in and have a look at what they can do and we have lots of people sign up, lots of people stay. And some people come and they stay for the month and then they bugger off, which is fine. That's cool. That's no problem for us. But what's happened is they haven't actioned any of those pieces of change that they need to yeah. implement to ensure they get a result. So rather than reflect on that experience and think, okay, it's my lack of action that's the problem, it's, well, I learned the lesson and it's not working. So yeah. there, there's a real, um, I think there's an awesome amount of, uh, accountability that goes on within these kind of groups that helps find the time. You you know, if you're accountable to somebody, you will make the time to action that step that you spoke about a week ago, or a fortnight ago, or a month ago, with your coach or your mentor, rather than always being too busy. Because you know, we're not accountable to ourselves. We don't hold ourselves in that high enough regard. We can make excuses to ourselves and allowances to ourselves. But if we have somebody else writing us and saying, well, how did you go with that this week, Mitch? Did you get on top of X, Y, Z that we spoke about last week or last month? And it's, you know, pretty quick and easy. Yes or no. Well, if you didn't, why not? Let's have a look at why not. Uh, Accountability is a huge part of actually getting something done Um, and a skill, I I suppose.
2: I think the problem is um, once you've, I guess, you've consumed the content and that is, the feeling of completion that's the feeling of i've done it now because i know it um and if you have an action that uh, i heard a great saying once and it was when someone says to you i know i know i know have you done it if you don't if you haven't done it you don't know Mm -hmm. so you know that that's where really everything happens is is when you implement um so you're better off reading the introduction to a book and implementing than reading the whole thing through and doing nothing
1: incredibly true how many books have you read mitch i don't know done anything (laughs) (laughs) a lot i've done a lot
2: that's why i've cut back on pretty much everything you know i I don't really consume a whole lot at the moment because i'm just busy implementing stuff um so was there a
1: i wanted to maybe backtrack a little bit but did you get to a point in your business where you just thought, okay, I'm reading all these books I'm I'm learning all these things and I don't seem to be getting
2: to where I want to get to.
1: Was there a point where that became clear for you?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. I think like uh, that's what I said before, uh, before I started working one-on-one with, with you, um, that's, that's when it, that's when it was really clear. I was like, I was like, I'm doing all the things that I think I should be doing, um, but it's not working. Mm. So that's when I started looking at going, who knows this stuff? Who's successful in this? Um, who can I find that I can learn from? Um, and I didn't really have anyone that had their own business. Uh, I don't have, you know, especially or in trades. Um, Cause you know, a lot of my friends are all, you know, my age, Obviously, was are 28. So a few of them have businesses now, but when I started pretty much none did. Um, mm. so that's when, that's when I reached out to you guys. Mm.
0: I want to float something by you Mitch and tell me whether this was true for you or not. Um, As business owners, we – well, actually, as anybody, full stop, but particularly as business owners, when we're talking about our business and feeling about our business, we have an emotional attachment. And like anything that we have an emotional attachment to, sometimes it's hard to see the wood for the trees. We're so busy being bogged down in the stuff, we can't actually see what's going wrong. I wonder whether that was true for you. So, therefore, that outsider's point of view or perspective – helped you gain clarity about some of those changes that needed to be made
2: yeah absolutely and it was for me I think a lot of it was around my mindset and how I was approaching things and how I was thinking about things and how I was processing things um, and you know I, I was writing off complete areas that we could have been targeting um, because of uh, beliefs that I had that just weren't right they just weren't mm. true so uh, working through those things Um, has has helped heaps and you know that's why we're we're starting to get some great results
1: so uh i was gonna let coxie jump in again but i'll do it anyway um so, (laughs) (laughs) so what has been some of the the toughest changes you've made mitch
2: toughest changes
1: either either personally you know in that we've talked a bit about that difference between
2: business and being a
1: business owner like has there been some uh
2: uh, yeah for me i've always wanted to be a business owner i've 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 always wanted to build an asset um i I haven't really i never started a business to i guess have a lifestyle business which quickly turns into a no lifestyle business because you get too busy Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 um so, yeah, um, I lost my train of thought now. I never wanted to have a what, – what was the question?
1: I, I'm just curious, like, because a lot of people go through change uh, in growing their business, improving their business, and the change happens personally, as we've, we're alluding to here. You know, we're talking a lot about that yes. sort of headspace. Yeah. I, I, we often see people who come up against some really resistant – um, aspects of themselves or the way they do things and changing those can be really quite difficult and and confronting for some people. So I just wondered if you'd sort of come up against some things within yourself in, in making changes, uh, you know, from reading all those books to actually doing stuff. Like, did you, did you find any of that
2: difficult at all? Oh, for sure. And you don't really know that you're not, um, it's hard to see it when you're in the moment and when you don't have any, any perspective on it. And it's hard to see, um, to see that you've got those things going on in your head that that just aren't quite right. You know, um, having those ideas of, you know, we can't work with those people that they're, they're not, they're not going to pay enough or they're not going to work with us enough, or it's going to be an issue with this, but just writing things off, but instead of changing that mindset around how, we, how can we work with them, how can we, you know, work together in a way that's beneficial for both parties? So I guess my perspective, my mindset change was, was mainly around that. Mm.
0: Mm. I wonder, Mitch, um, and I'm probably leading you into something I already know the answer to or we've <laughs> discussed at one point or another, but how much of being a business owner is about mindset? Um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you think about it, if you're in a negative headspace, cause you're getting hit with stuff all day, you know, people around you might not realize it, but you're getting hit with stuff all day. And if you, if you have that one thing early in the morning, that's that that good in negative news or, you know, job's not ready. It's like, Oh, i have got to move the guys around or, mm-hmm. you know, something is just not going your way or, you know, you don't get a job or something happens. And if you switch into um, like retreat mode and just sitting around and thinking about it all day, and that, that is a hundred percent happened to me a lot. You know, I would, if I didn't get a job, I was like, Oh, why didn't I get that one specific job? You know, I should have got it. I should be able to get a hundred percent hit rate. It's like, it's, it's never going to happen. You need to find the right people. Um, your right customers that are going to value the things that you're building a business out for. Um, And once that started to happen, I started to uh, recognize those things. Um, That's when, you know, things just started to flow easier and the days get easier, you know, and keeping that positive mindset and then continually actioning all day instead of getting, instead of sitting around um, and, and just overthinking stuff. Mm. Uh, Yeah.
0: I love overthinking overthinking stuff. (laughs) Yeah, It's the worst. I think it's why I can
1: call other people on that behavior because I do it so much myself.
0: (laughs) Mm. I don't know too many people that don't, particularly business owners. I think that's probably one of the biggest characteristics of business owners. They tend to be overthinkers. But overthinking is rarely a productive way to spend your time. Nine times out of ten, it's only going to create a disaster thinking and you get stuck in that. So I guess my next question would be in those times where you find yourself in that negative mindset, how have you managed to teach yourself to bring yourself out of that or do you look for external help with that
2: um i would say yeah i do have external help with that as well um when i've been working with you guys that's been super helpful um and even just reaching out to other people i'm knowing in the industry um having chat to them and just saying hey have you got that issue in your business Mm. how are you dealing with this um you know and it might be from people that have more experience or a bigger business or even smaller businesses. Um, it doesn't matter. They've, they they might have had those same experiences and can give you, Oh, look, well, this is what, this is what's worked for us. You know, we had that exact same problem. Mm.
0: It's amazing. And we talk about this all the time. Tradies tend to be, uh, not of the sharing type. They're incredibly generous, but they won't I think it's changing. be changing. I do think it's changing. I think it's
2: changing a lot. You know, i you walk into the paint shop and people don't want to talk to each other. And, um, you know, I try and do the opposite. I try and say yeah. hello to everyone, but you know, it's like that people don't want to talk. They think, you know, Oh, this guy's going to steal my work or something. Yes. Like it just, it's just not, I have that many people in the pain industry that I know. And I don't even know if I've ever come up against them mm-hmm. quoting, you know, you just never know. No, And it doesn't matter. It honestly does not matter at all. We share work around like it just, it's the, I think that's a massive, um, false thing in the industry like it, it's it just doesn't work like that there, there's so much work there's such a big pool out there and you can create more as well with how you
0: mark of course you can talking like a true tradies and business member <laughs> Look, i think it's really important though to um, share our business knowledge or, or uh, be brave enough to put your hand up and ask questions and it's something we see obviously a lot particularly in the trade desk group but within all of our groups we see a lot of sharing and a lot of requests for sharing of knowledge so that other people can grow and learn along their own journey and I, I find like you're saying it is changing slowly but surely particularly in the areas that we're playing in um, it is beginning to be encouraged rather than being fearful people are Saying, well, this is how I found success in that area, or, you know, I tried this and it was terrible. Please don't try this. Do it a different way.
2: And believe them. Hmm. Believe Hmm. people when they say they're not holding back. No, they're not. They're not just saying, oh, you know, know, they're not. They're not giving you false advice, hoping that you do it and it screws your business up. I've never had anyone do that. And every every bit of advice that I see that's good advice from other good business owners, it's always a hundred percent what they would do. Mm. So not listening and, and I guess I'll, I'll find, try and find the info somewhere else. It's like, no, that's, that's the truth. Mm. Implement it.
1: Mitch, I wanted to ask uh, if there were, I mean, we've talked a bit about knowledge and how that's not enough. Are there some things you wish you knew uh, when you started out in business?
2: Um, yeah, I think it's a lot less formal. I think it's a lot less formal than what you think. And it doesn't have to be as formal as what it's made out to be. That's not to say that you shouldn't have good formalities in place, but um, I think I went into it thinking that it was all very serious and everyone had to talk very serious and uh, it was all very shut off. And like we were just saying, no one shares and no one, but it's not, it's just everyone. It's just all humans. It's just all friends, you know? And that's, that's where we build our best relationships because we build, friendships with our customers um depend, doesn't matter who who or what they are whether they're homeowners real estates or builders or whoever um and that's that's what we aim to build
0: mm, cool mate love it
1: not what i was expecting no
2: we're <laughs>
1: <But, laughs> gonna say something about i wish i'd done a cash flow forecast but it's like nope that's not what it is <laughs> what well, all uh, those things too you know yeah. all those <laughs> things all those
2: things are good too but uh,
1: Uh, The the other thing I wanted to ask Mitch is. um, Don't ask me the one
2: question. It's
0: coming, uh, you know. I haven't thought about that either.
2: Well, yeah, you better
1: start thinking, mate, because it's coming. Uh, (laughs) No, no, I I actually was curious um, because I know you you are a thinker and, and you've done a fair bit of education around business and you've read lots of books. What frustrates you about the industry, not just painting, but what frustrates you about? the trades and, and I know we've had conversations with you sort of, you know, observing what other people are doing that impacts all of us, you know, in the industries.
2: Um, are you talking about educators or are you talking about trades? businesses?
1: Oh, you can let loose on anybody, mate.
2: Well, there's obviously there's all the crap that's on Instagram where there's a guy filming himself at the beach going hey we can build you an online business and so you sit at the beach all day and do nothing and just send me two grand yeah. um, <laughs> do not do that that is just the big slow like i've deleted another, that video of mine yeah, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff you know make a million dollars in a day so just you mean that's quality, not real just build a quality business mm. exactly it's, it's it's not real everyone that i've that i've come across that's that's Build something substantial. Is built a business, and you don't build a business by ripping people off or doing the wrong thing. You just can't do it. The best businesses, the biggest businesses, are all built because um, they work so well with everyone, and everyone wants to work with them. Mm. Mm. Um, and I guess trade businesses—I don't know—running them properly would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Competing mean, with right? what is that? I mean? guess compete. I guess when you. This is another thing why it's always great to share everything with the competition because you, you, what's the saying, you know, a rising tide rises all ships or whatever it is. It's so true. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's great to be competing on a, on a, in a market where there's a heap of great businesses, especially in your trade, especially people targeting your target market. Mm -hmm. Because when the customer looks around, they get their 15 quotes or whatever they want to do. And they look at it all and go, Oh, look, there's, you know, there's all these great businesses around and you're comparing amongst great businesses instead of, I guess the opposite where you have great businesses, I guess, charging high or perceivably high. Um, and, and people not doing the right things and and going low, which is never great for the customer. You, at the end of the day, they, um, they don't get a great product Mm. or service.
0: Certainly is a frustrating part of the industry. Um, and we talk about it all the time. Uh, these, cow- we call them cowboys. I'm sure there's plenty of other names for them. Cowgirls. Not doing great business. <laughs> Chuck uh, in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <Chuck> <laughs> the a <way> truck. <laughs> a, then impact the rest of the trades, right? So as you say, how awesome would it be if tradies were thought of or trades businesses especially were thought of to be great businesses rather than the age-old adage that they're all out there to rip you off and they're going to do a crappy job and they'll have to come back and exactly. so they won't come back. Exactly. You know, each time you elevate another business owner, who then strives a little harder to do something a bit different, yeah. it's a positive for everybody.
2: How many, how many, whoever homeowners or whoever don't go ahead with work because they're too afraid to get mm. trades in mm. their house because of all the bad stories they hear, and that's honestly where we do so well. You know, mm. we ed- educate them and build that um, trust mm. in them through the whole process of what we do. Mm.
1: There's another great saying about uh, tides uh, is that you don't find out who's been swimming naked until the tide goes out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like now. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, Mitch. Like, you know, the Rona is, is well and truly showing us who was swimming naked yeah. uh, in terms of how they've been running their businesses. And, you know, sadly, in some respects, there, there have already been um, capitulations, you know, businesses that are folded and we're looking at a massive business in Australia that's, uh, you know, gone into voluntary administration in the airlines. Um, yeah. What's your take on the Rona, mate? And, and what's it meant for you? You know, how's it impacted you? And, and uh, what do you think the future looks like post-Rona?
2: I think we're in a very lucky situation being trade business owners um we have had no issues basically you know we've we've had issues around making sure that we're doing the right thing when going to people's homes and doing training around that um but in terms of how much work's been coming in um we have we haven't seen any drop off we're 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 busier than we've ever been and that's you know, that's due to six to twelve months of pushing really hard, marketing hard, building lots of relationships, and um, and and doing all that. But for us, we're we're not really affected. And you know, some people might. You know, I've heard of trades that they they do only um, they were only doing maintenance for a high rise or something, and all their work's gone because there's mm. no one in the in the high rises. Mm. That sucks. But give it where, where can you go where can you find other work you know there's other things opening up you know how, all these cleaners going around doing all these extra cleans um trades people walking around their house seeing all the stuff that they need fixed and they get trades out and get quotes on it they might not be going ahead right now but they sure is how we're getting quotes mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it's going to be fine for us anyway
0: i just really want to make the point that we're listening to a painter so that you know know. we all assume that's the one trade that is the throwaway trade right it's the one thing that everybody thinks they can do themselves (laughs) and we're talking to a painter here who is busier than he's ever been in the midst of this pandemic does that not say a lot about what you've been doing in your business for the past 12 months longer even
2: i think yeah. Uh, We are busy with builders as well, like saying that, but some of it's still in residential homes where Mm. people don't know renovations and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we probably had a drop off for a little while with homeowners, uh, but we had real estate stuff and that real estate stuff offset that. And we're starting to see homeowners come back through again now Mm. already. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's all good
1: building a robust business and and you um hit the nail on the head mate uh i can't think of a really cheesy painting saying but uh, (laughs) you talked about the the six to 12 months of of work that you've done on your business on creating a business leading up to this so that you're actually positioned to not just get through it or, or, you know, hang on by your fingernails. As I, I see a Mm. lot of people talking about, but actually just keep improving your business through all of this and, and be able to be in that headspace of, okay, well, where can we pivot? As you say, yeah, exactly. What else can we chase?
2: Yeah. Where's the opportunities? What's, what's busier than ever, you know, where are all the people that are actually demanding higher than ever? you know um there might be a drop-off for some sections but there's other sections that are going up
1: yes it's the great clean out of uh 2020 <laughs> um cool so are you ready mate you ready for the question
0: do you want some thinking no. music
1: <laughs> I, well, um, I always love to see what pops out when i hit people with this one because it's not that bad a question i don't think but anyway you, you know yourself and, and you know your business mate so thousand tradies mitch thousand tradies in a room yeah, yeah. you're on stage up the front actually i shouldn't paint that picture i'll freak you. out oh, now he's nervous <laughs> that was unfair <laughs> thousand tradies in a room mate and you're on a zoom call because that's how we do it these days yeah uh, what's what's one piece of advice uh, or one lesson of your own I, I suppose that you'd like to share with him mate
2: I think I'll go back to where I was before and um, talking about, you know, if you don't win a job and your mindset sucks after that. I think picking yourself up, pick up the phone, getting back after it straight away and don't being bogged down in the losses and just chase after another win.
0: Mm. I like it, Mitch. You've nailed it. All that pressure, and it wasn't that hard at all, was it? <laughs> Typical work to put it if, under if, the spotlight. If
1: you, if you fail the backflip in the foam pit and you never get out of the foam pit, you're not going to get any better. At it. That's it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get Just on the bike. Get on a mattress instead. Get back and, on and your you
2: know, bike. <laughs> <laughs> There's your pun. On, on your I bike, son.
1: It. On your bike. <laughs> yeah. Mate, uh, Awesome to chat to you. Um, We've been wanting to get you on the show for a little while, so uh, thanks for making the time. We really appreciate it.
2: Uh, Thanks for all the mentions. (laughs) (laughs) If 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 you've ever listened to a podcast and they've mentioned an elusive person, it was probably talking about me. Generally, Mitch. Generally, Generally Mitch. We've we've been doing
1: some work with this guy who's been struggling with this. Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) Mitch is sitting there going, "Damn it, they're using me as an example again." Do you yeah. want, how do you feel
0: about that when we do it, Mitch? Do you, do you sit that's there and fine. you think, are calling me? I can't believe you're calling me out on this again.
2: <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Good. Uh, good.
1: Good. We'll start naming you from now on. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mitch has done, um, I have to say Mitch has got a fantastic website um, and has done oh, yes. a lot of work around sales process and educating clients and like one of the best in the business that we've seen. So, um, mate, uh, where can people go to steal all your stuff?
2: SterlingCoding.com.au. Sterling is S-T-E-R-L-A-N-G.
1: S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G. SterlingCoding.com.au. Yep. Uh, go and go and, uh, pretend to be a customer, and you'll see how good Mitch's stuff is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he's a gun in, in terms of that whole uh, front end experience with clients. Uh, so,
2: mate, yep. great to. Have and if anyone's anyone struggling with anything, hit us up in the group. And I'm um, happy to happy to jump in and answer, answer any questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So awesome for, for anyone who has um, jumped on the free month of the trade desk, uh, Mitch is in there. Uh, you might even get him to answer one of your questions if you, if you try and tag him. Um, but Mitch is in the groups and, and uh, he's a, a super abundant guy. And, and I know he's had some fantastic experience to, to uh, help any of you who are stuck or looking for some feedback from someone on the ground. So, mate uh, thanks again it's been great having you on the show
2: thank you
0: thanks Mitch I am disappointed that your puppy didn't join us though no. <laughs> I was really excited Next this time. morning Next when time. I saw her on the calendar we're interviewing Mitch today I'm thinking yes I'm going to see the puppy today <laughs> <very> <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> not yeah. today but thank you for being here you'll have to thank you'll you.
1: have to send us a photo mate so we can share it with the listeners now
2: all right we'll <laughs> cool, cool, do thanks Mitch see ya Bye.